Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Zuzana Shatkovsky, and I played Dorota on Gossip Girl. Welcome back, listeners, to your one and only source into all things Gossip Girl. You know you'll love it. XOXO. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to XOXO. I'm your host, Jessica Zor. So for today, we're going to dive into Season 2, Episode 23, The Wrath of Khan. This one is amazing, you guys, and wild. I mean, Serena plots revenge on Gabriel and Poppy. The Lily and Rufus, will they, won't they, saga continues. And Georgina, (laughs) who this girl, proves whether she's actually a changed woman or if she's still her same old self. Joining me again is the lovely Zuzana Shatkovsky. I'm having so much fun doing these last few episodes with her, and I know all of you are enjoying them as well. So let's just let's just get right into it. The Wrath of Khan with Susanna. Hello. Hello. Hi. Here we are. How's it going? Good. The numbers again. And I'm also like, I don't know if it's being in the desert or what, but all of a sudden at 36 years old, 37 years old, I have allergies. Like I'm like, wow. Is that, is that like a normal thing? I think it is. I think it's like weird stuff just Every seven years. Is that the thing? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) You know, I have a, um, I, since we last spoke, I went through a bout of COVID. So I myself was 
was challenged. You had COVID? Nasal passages. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I gosh. Had, are you feeling better? Yeah. I had a, I didn't have, you know, a bad, a bad way with it, but it was, um, right. I definitely was sick. And it was like the last time we spoke, I started feeling a little, you know, kind of weird and fevery like the next day. And then I got, I took the test. And so I was out, you know, out of service for like, right. oh my gosh. For, was know, it like a full 10 days? days? Yeah, it hasn't been quite ten days yet, but it's I've I've been symptom free for many days and testing negative, so I'm you know still. Well, you sound perfect. Yeah, I'm back, like I'm you back don't sound normal. sick I at feel all. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I sound super sick, and I don't feel sick whatsoever. But I don't you think I like I should be the one like <laughs> I've been sick for the last ten days. You sound like clear and fresh, like well rested. Well, it's weird because the desert. I guess there are different different you know spores in the air or <laughs> different um different so. foliage <laughs> how about how about these like wild pigs they have here in in arizona they have wild um, pigs like <laughs> it's and like just roam free roaming i guess i i've seen a few a couple times and i apparently they're not like very nice i mean i don't think they're gonna like run up to me but <laughs> they're very weird looking i'm gonna send you a photo it's they're it's I don't know. I'm like, what? I thought there was like weird things in Wisconsin and the forest and stuff. And now I'm like, there's just wild pigs in, in the desert in Arizona. It's so odd to me. Speaking of pigs, do you remember when um, there was a little pot pig in the Gossip Girl makeup trailer? Okay, but whose was that? I didn't remember until you just said that. And then I just had an envision of it like running around it like was, a little... It was a guest. It was somebody who was a long-term you know, recurring guest star. And I can't remember who it was, but it might come back to me. But it was... Uh, Someone, someone was a little the mom to a little potbelly pig who came around, um, which was so cute and it was so, so funny because there were cute. so many dogs there, and so like this pig just had to like deal with the dogs. That's like the movie Babe, yeah. right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it'll come back to me who it was. Oh, oh my god, I do remember this pig running around now, though. That was so funny and weird. So many, wa- no? yes, so weird. And I remember being like, what? so many questions, you know, about how it, yeah, you know, whether it knew its name, whether because it, it was pretty well behaved, I, I do recall, but. It, it was, I mean, there was definitely <laughs> a pig on that set. Yeah. That is so funny. <laughs> no shortage of fun adventures there. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I was thinking about too? What's like so cool that we're doing this is like, is there a world in which you think Vanessa and Dorota would even be I mean, I don't think they're like paths really cross. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's like, I know it's we're not them in real life and we get along and <laughs> enjoy each other's company. But I just really think in the world of like Gossip Girl, I think it's like a funny pair. Like, you know, I think so too. And it's, yeah, it's like they would never cross. They, um, you know, kind of are obviously from very different worlds, but in a way they kind of function in a, in a slightly similar way in terms of the, the structure of the show and that they have kind of like a moral center quality where right. it's like, you know, especially in those recent episodes, it's like Vanessa is sort of mirroring back to these characters, like kind of what, you know, what the, what is sort of right <laughs> and what, right. And how they can remember totally. to love each other and take care of each other and stuff. So in a way she ends up kind of towing that line the way Dorota sometimes does. So it's interesting to me. Yeah. And I also feel like Dorota has to be like, like I'm watching this episode. So we're doing season two, episode 23, The Wrath of Khan. Yes which is based on the movie Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan. But watching this one, Susanna, I'm like, with what Blair's all got going right. on, I'm thinking, you, Dorota has to be like, this bitch <laughs> It's crazy. But also, like, 
loving in the sense like she's like going she she's going to do anything for Serena again at this point. I know we keep revisiting that. So sorry, everybody. Like, but there is this this thing with them that pops up all the time where where they always have each other's back. Like right. Blair's doing anything she can to like get to the bottom of this for Serena and for Lily, which I think is so cool and funny and, and like not funny, but odd in a way because she's also kind of indirectly doing it to help Rufus Blair, right. which would never be something on paper for Blair that she'd want to do, I think. You know what I yes, mean? And yeah, she's really I just there. feel like Dorota just has <laughs> to be like, oh my God, she's Georgina's back. Blair's got like this love triangle. Like what is, what do you think Dorota's thinking? Well, I actually feel like it makes sense that Dorota has been missing in these last couple episodes because I feel like she's very busy, like behind the scenes. <laughs> Cause it's like, I think when, when Blair is on these like running different directions and like getting into all this different mess <laughs> with everyone, I feel like that's when Dorota has to like, really uh like i think she's referenced in this episode is uh, georgina makes a mess in blair's closet and she's like this is going to take dorota weeks to clean this up and it's like i feel like <laughs> so dorota is just like scurrying in her tracks you know <laughs> sort of cleaning things up because I, I feel like blair's <laughs> totally. rushing around and um you know, there's like headbands all over the place <laughs> and Dor- oh my god uh-huh. but i do think that the, the nate and chuck triangle I, I i'm i can't remember you know kind of what i felt uh, playing dorota at the time like where dorota landed on that i do think in the end dorota has kind of maybe even a uh, more of a psychic foresight than blair does in the moment so i think she she might have known that like chuck was the true right. soul match even way back when but i think she would go on the ride even for the you know mr nate stuff and the mr chuck stuff <laughs> so, <laughs> mr. Nate. And i mean maybe dorota would want mr nate because mr nate is um potentially you know kind of a easier sweeter partner but i think i think dorota is a like a lover of passion at heart so i don't think she would want blair to miss out on her like soulmate you know? <laughs> right. And it's like so interesting too. like, here's two guys that are in love with Blair and they're best friends. And it's just kind of like, well, it's not just hanging there. There's obviously like Nate does, you know, right. talk to, to Chuck about it here, kind of, you know, gets grills him about it. But it's definitely like, I just was thinking like in high school when this stuff kind of goes on like that, that's, it's like very dramatic. Do you know what I mean? Like that situation oh, yes. in high school, best friends in love with the same girl is like the fact that they haven't like gotten in a fist fight. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. It's like not quite fist fight land with them, but they do have that face off in this episode. And it's like, I noticed that they're standing so oh close God, yeah. to each other. Like their faces are like five inches right. apart. And meanwhile, and I'm in like, real life, know. they were, they were roommates this season. Right. Right. <laughs> like couldn't have been. Yeah. They were great really friends. Cute. Yeah. It's so funny. But you do get the sense, I mean, maybe it's like a guy-girl thing, but it's like you get the sense that their friendship will withstand kind of whatever damage gets done in these You in do these feel that. Choices. For sure. I feel that, yeah. And so, whereas with Serena and Blair, sometimes you worry, but then, then you know, you know, there's that real underpinning that nothing can really break them up, you know? Yeah. But there are times yeah. where I'm like, ooh, how, what's going to, how is this going to go down? Because there's, Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man, it gives me like anxiety sometimes. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's just a show, oh, yeah. Jess. We're gonna be fine. Um, I know. <laughs> by the way, there's been so many people like writing in, like so excited to hear your episodes. Oh, there was I'm so girl, glad. It's Karen Withock. She was like, I'm so excited when I saw Susanna's name. I love Dorota. She was the best. Um, Sash Levine. Wait, Dorota's accent was fake. <laughs> 
Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, it's fun because it's like, you know, you get to, um, I feel like when people get to know you a little bit, it's both fun and scary because you don't want to break their Dorota illusion. But yeah. <laughs> but I do. That is my favorite part is that people get freaked out about my non-accent. <laughs> yeah. it's We've talked about this too before, but a- the, the accent is so funny because it's so a part of the whole not just the yeah, character, the, the being, the vibe, the, you know what I mean? Like when right. someone's telling their kids about their favorite show, Gossip Girl, and they explain Dorota, you know what I mean? It's so funny that that yeah. just, it doesn't exist in your world, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, another aspect to sort of put on for the character. But uh, although it is like, you know, uh, I feel like with, when you're playing a character, especially when it's like different from yourself, it's nice to have like a way in. And I think because Dorota you know, spoke differently from the way that I speak. It's like, I was able like, even if I were to put the exit on for a moment, it's like I could kind of step into the role in a way. So I feel like sometimes having a big shift almost makes it easier as an actor, you know, jumping in. I mean, that's just cause you're brilliant. I feel like accents are super <laughs> hard. <laughs> well, but like so a lot of them are very hard. Right. Have you worked a lot with accents? Not not necessarily. I have a few times and I, I do work with a dialect coach and I do enjoy it because it, it is kind of to what you're saying. It really shifts the whole thing from jump before you even start walking or really like yeah. feeling, you know what I mean? Even getting dressed. It's like an accent really, yeah, gets you on a whole different page, I feel like. Right. I also always have to, when I, I'm on set, always have to make sure I don't call my mom or my family because my Wisconsin accent comes out. And then I like, right. <laughs> don't like that in scenes, obviously. So sometimes my mom's like, why aren't you calling me back? I'm like, cause I'm in my trailer and I can't sound like I'm <laughs> in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. I have to like shake my Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I grew up in Indiana, so we have our own kind of Indiana sound too. So it's like, I've always battled that, you know, I can hear it when I watch certain roles and I'm like, oh, oops. Yeah. <laughs> so certain, there's certain Midwestern sounds will get you, but sure. you know, <laughs> Oh my God. Um, well, that's just makes me very excited that everyone's super pumped to have you on. And, um, and I just still love like reading all the comments where they're like, wait, the accent. I'm like, I, I just had to bring that up because it's, it is wild and, and funny. And I love that, like just what you did with all of it, because you really brought a whole nother like light to Dorota that, that I don't even think the writers knew on the page was going to happen. Well, thank you. It's, it, you know, it's so fun with the, um, with doing, talking to you on the podcast and knowing that for so many people, they're like either revisiting the show and it's nostalgic for them or they're watching for the first time and they're into it. And so being able to sort of step back in that, to that world with you, it's like very rejuvenating for my spirit. (laughs) I know last time I I told you, you know, it's (laughs) like, I've even fallen back in love with New York city. And now it's like, I'm kind of remembering the fun of creating that character and the sort of the pleasure of seeing her through over time. I haven't had like such a long-term gig since, since then. And it's like nice to remember that we were able to develop something, not just relationships on set, you know, and friendships, but in the inside of the actual acting to, to develop the character over time. And it's nice to revisit those feelings. And it's like all coming back to me, like now that we're talking about it. And so, yeah, it's exciting. And I feel like having listened to you on the podcast, I know that like for you, it's like re-immersing yourself in that world, I think probably feels similar, right? Totally. And, and you know, to be honest with you, I'm like watching some of these and I'm like, I can't believe all this stuff was going on. And like, <laughs> you know, a few of us were dating in real life and there was like certain scenes where I'm like, I don't even remember like people on the street would be like, how do you feel when Ed has scenes with Leighton? And how do you feel when he's like making out with all these girls? And I'm like, that's just, that's a part of our job. That's a part of 
the role and the character. Right. I never like thought about it. And I was never, we didn't really have the scene. So now I'm watching it. I'm like, and I can understand why people would come up on the streets. Like he's like biting girls ears and like <laughs> making out with all these hot models all the time. But I, I never, it never right. was like, well, you know, cause that's just a part of our thing. But I used to think yeah. when people come up, I'm like, why, why are people tripping on this? And I now I'm watching that. I'm like, oh, right. he literally makes out with someone every <laughs> episode. Yeah. And he has that smoldering quality, which is like, that's what I noticed in this episode too, is like, even when he's having an emotional moment or like, you know, a hard decision like he has with Blair in this, it's like, he's just, as an actor, he just exudes so much like chemical heat. (laughs) He really does. And he's just such a very, he's got such a cool look, like such a different, unique look. Yeah. And I, I've, I oh, don't, yeah. there must've been, maybe his hair was different in this because it really stood out to me in this. I don't know. Maybe it was the suit or his hair long, but regardless, I, I like now watching it. I'm like, now I understand why people would constantly come up. They're like, how do you deal? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a good thing you didn't watch the show back in the, like in the moment <laughs> the time, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/slash the Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Like, I found this episode kind of frustrating. This episode, like, yeah. This let's, one was like, let's get into it. Okay. Yeah, because Yeah. It was freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> me too. And like, Georgina, like, okay, so here's where we left off. Jenny and Dan showed their approval of Lily by buying Rufus an engagement ring. Chuck and Blair showed Serena that the new boyfriend, Gabriel, was a liar. And Chuck brought Georgina Sparks back to the Upper East Side just in time for Gabriel to disappear. 
That's right. They they drove off into the sunset at the last episode <laughs> on their way in that yellow cab back to New York City. Um, yeah, and then this episode, we're looking at, um, so Blair pressures Georgina into making amends for her past behavior by helping in a scheme, of course. Um, the rivalry between Nate and Chuck over Blair comes to a head. And uh, meanwhile, Lily is hatching a secret plan to help Rufus with Dan's college tuition. So it's like everywhere you look, there's some scheming and some secrets. Everywhere you look, there's something going on. Yeah. And how about like that opening scene? So Chuck is on the bridge coming over, which by the way, was such a cool shot. I also found in this episode, I don't really feel like anyone was home. I feel like there was a lot of movement on the streets, in the cars. Yes, you're right. There was a lot of location shooting. Yes. Yeah, maybe that is why. Yeah, Dorota. Well, we were in Blair's bedroom in the closet for a moment. So I was like, Dorota was somewhere in that, in the laundry room. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, but but they did. They came over in that yellow cab. And I love that uh, Chuck Bass asks the yellow cab driver if there's a a crystal glass for his whiskey. I I mean, (laughs) typical. That's what's so also funny, too. There's like very specific things like that or like when he got a doctor's excuse to not be in the school play. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, it's just those, those little things are so funny uh-huh. because in the, in just watching the episode, you don't like specifically think, oh, you, it just kind of adds on to the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Which makes, that's why it's oh, so yes. funny and interesting. I'm like, oh, those like, details. Yeah. It really flashes it out. There were so many funny lines again in this episode that I, I was like taking note of as I was watching. I was like, oh my God. No. When, <laughs> when Dan says something to Rufus, zippity doo dah on, on the F, like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, just even the first scene that we see with um, Rufus and the family, and Rufus is so happy that he's like saying hello to random people on the street. And um, he, it's like the cutest, funniest. And he's like, have a great day to some poor lady who's you know, I, by. I truly, so I feel like that's how he is. Like, I I always remember yeah. him, like, singing, and, like, I mm-hmm. loved working with him. He was a good vibe, but, like, he kind of had that, like, always in a really good mood to the point where you'd be like, are you really this happy all the time? Not in a, like, it's a great thing, but you, he was kind of, like, when he was, like, singing down the street, that's kind of how he would be playing guitar yeah. in between <laughs> scenes, which I like. Right. Musical and upbeat. Yeah. And it also, I feel like you can tell, even if you don't know anything about the show and or the actors, you can tell by watching the Humphrey family scenes that they had fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like just him and um, Rufus and Jenny, when they're together, it just looks like they managed to make a very believable family that's like in love, like, you know, had love for each other. And it was just, it has like a nice light energy. You can see it in that scene. Totally. You know, Jenny is so sweet with him there. Oh my God, yeah, so, so sweet. And then it's so sad that he's so excited because all of this happiness stems from the fact that he thinks he's invested properly and now he can just send Dan off to Yale. And like, we know that really he's been robbed. It's like too tragic. Okay, also, how about the fact that the last episode, I didn't even realize that at the end. Remember, you had to tell me that. Now I'm watching this episode. I'm like, was I going to miss the whole thing? <laughs> had you oh, not man, pointed that a- out, I was like, wait, that was it. Hello, Jessica. Like, I don't know if it's mom brain or what, but like, this is insane what's well, happening, that, by the way. That scam, I mean, the scam, the Gabriel Poppy scam is complicated. And I had to like kind of step it back through again in my head as I was watching this. So it's like, basically the two of them are in cahoots. But I mean, are nobody, they or not? Because 
Right. So it's like at the beginning of the episode, we think that they are, and we think that they've kind of somehow ridden off into the sunset together with the money, except for that Poppy came in and at the end of the last episode, and Serena was in his hotel room and they were like, oh no, he escaped with all the money. And then you think, oh, well, he managed to pull one over on Poppy too. That's how we start this episode, right? Right. And then we find out it's kind of the opposite during the course of this episode that in fact, he's the one that got played by Poppy and that Poppy took off or she didn't really take off. She's hiding in plain sight, but (laughs) it's really complicated because even then I wasn't sure whether I should believe that because I was like, well, there'll be another turn later where we find out that in fact, it's the other way around. So I don't know. uh, I think that um, we're probably done with him here right? (laughs) after this, you know, particular story. But I mean, like I have a feeling he might've passed the torch on to someone else because this whole Georgina thing, when she comes back, and by right. the way, she literally plays two different characters. Like she's literally playing I mean, two it's different insane. and like just <laughs> how she's doing it first of all cracks me up because Michelle's super funny. Like yeah. this girl in between scenes is like cracking jokes. Like you would feel like she's not taking anything seriously, even though she's super professional and dialed in and all the things. But in between scenes, you'd be like, is she like right for real in in the best funniest way but i would like that because all of a sudden they would yell action and this girl would be like uh, like wow that was crazy what you just did oh yeah and she always had so many like she had a lot of like complicated long pieces of text you know and a lot of like plant schemes to lay out she always she was one of those actors that always knew everything that she was saying and doing so she was super pro but you're right such a just like, like a goofy comic in between and, and very <laughs> goofy yeah goofy and also just like unlike anyone I've ever met and it's like she almost had I mean not at all evil but she had like a Georgina vibe and that she was so unusual and like uh, you know almost like she came from a different planet sometimes and it was so so fun to be around so her yeah funny. I would be like <laughs> Yeah, I love Where her. Where is Michelle? Because I need her to make me laugh right now. And she would just be, just even her walking up, I'd be like, what yeah. girl? And she's like, it, it, she's just hilarious. Yeah, she just had such a great sense of humor. And she always had like funny stories. And, yeah, and you know, the it was things like, that would happen yeah, to her. Yeah, she was a real treat. When she was in an episode and she was around, it was always way better. Like just, I mean, more, you know, exciting to know that she was going to be there. I agree. <laughs> okay, so she's back. And I'm really buying this like Christian thing in the sense of like, well, here's the thing. She couldn't have made that right. up. She didn't know they were going to come there. Exactly. Yeah, she's living there for some reason. So why? Uh, maybe it's authentic. Yeah, I think yeah. it must be. Because it's like, it's yeah, she doesn't know that he's going to come get her. So it's like, other, unless she's playing some other weird long game. Right. Yeah. Okay, so she's there. She's coming back. And th- what about Serena's plan? Like when she's like, we need to figure this out. And she calls and she says she thinks she's pregnant. Which, by the way, that's that that's an attention getter. <laughs> Right. That's a major attention getter. And I feel like it happens more than once in this (laughs) series. Yeah. So it's like the, basically they all, they all end up in her bedroom, which I think is kind of fun. Um, So you have Blair running over there to help. Nate. She says something Um, funny about Nate. And then Nate follows her, which is kind of great. Yeah. And then Serena's like, you brought him. (laughs) And he's like awkwardly standing there. And then you have, you know, everybody's all of a sudden in her bedroom and she's like making this plan to get. uh, Gabriel's. Yeah. So she's like making that plan about Gabriel and they're all sitting in the, uh, in the bedroom and she comes up with that pregnancy ploy, which is quite ingenious. Right. And it has, the, and there's that, that sad turn where she says to everyone, I hope, um, you know, you guys don't believe that he actually has feelings for me, but he's going to show, you know, and it's like, she, he does in the end. So maybe she's right. Maybe there is a, like a little bit of an authentic relationship there. Yeah. 
I mean, she got him there for sure. And and here's the other thing too. And this that's the scene I was talking about in her room where where I felt like Ed just all this he just seemed more mature in that. And I I don't mean I just meant like physically. I don't know if it was the suit or what. But I also realized in that scene too, like Chuck is basically like a private investigator. Right. He's got this walk, he knows where everything is, he knows how to like it's it's not all the resources. And I don't know yeah. if I always just from reading the scripts back in the day, really, I, I, I knew that was part of it, but I, I, even watching him and how he, his looks and his beats and all the things that he does and, and brought to Chuck really make it where I'm like, yo, yeah. this kid is in high school and seems like he has like traveled the whole world is literally like a prince. Like he's just got like, yeah. And also that, that mature vibe that you're talking about. I feel like it's a little bit like he's, he's kind of a caretaker in this whole plot line and, he, and it, so you have that feeling that like Chuck Chuck's here it's going to be okay like Chuck's going to take care of it and you know which is a nice way to see him um yeah and he's going to bring all those resources to bear on helping his friend and so it is it's kind of yeah when he comes you kind of feel like everything's going to be okay <laughs> which is great totally and he really usually does get to the bottom of it, like whatever it is. He, he, you know, he'll leave town overnight with Blair to get Georgina. He'll get, exactly. you know, he'll handle it. eyes in the cops for, for Gabriel, which, okay, this whole thing. So she's confronting Gabriel now. Is these, did he have a self-tanner thing going on? <laughs> I think he and must I know, have I'm had a real self-tanner. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be rude. I just. It's also funny because they dressed him in, in the color of his eye. Of his um, eye yes. color, also. So he has a lot of like, it's a very, very preppy look. Yeah. He has, yeah, like a, but I'm, I'm like, vibe. did you go like on a vacation? Yeah, maybe he vacationed in between. Right. He might <laughs> yes. have, similar to what, um, what you were talking about with the uh, actress plays Poppy about her hair. Oh, like, yeah. Went out of town and cut her hair and they came back. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, that might have happened with the tan with him. You know, when, once I went on a vacation during the sh- show and I came back with a really horrible sunburn, um, and they had to put, so much makeup on me to like get back to, to my match. normal Dorota look. Yeah. And I was so scared. I was going to get like fire. <laughs> it was like really <laughs> freaky. And I was like, Oh, cause I accidentally got sunburned cause I was in, uh, in the sun, but it was like chilly and overcast. And it was, uh, and you know, that's usually things. when people do, cause you don't feel, yeah. you don't feel the sun. Yeah. Right. Um, that would also have been a good little twist in the story. Like Dorota went on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Serena went with Serena, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and Poppy on a private plane, real quick. Yeah, so funny. Um, I was gonna say there was one little moment that I um, that reminded me of some the on set life. It was that scene when they were in, in Serena's bedroom. Yeah, because I didn't often play scenes, obviously, in Serena's bedroom, but Serena's bedroom and Blair's bedroom on the set basically shared a wall, which I always thought was so funny. Oh my god those seem like they would be in totally different totally places. Different. But yeah, it's funny because that those, those sets, I, I know the most, you know, those are my memories. And I would always sit on Serena's bed. In like, between, in between scenes. scenes. Yeah, because <laughs> it was on the other side of Blair's bed. <laughs> right, right. So it's funny because I feel like people don't think of it that way, that all of that stuff is jammed into one big soundstage. And- yeah, or like or like in the Vanderwitzen staircase, when you go up past that like rainbow kind of photo on the stairs. Yeah. Once you turn around the stairs, it's literally there's you. If you fall, you'd break your leg because there's nothing oh, yeah. up at the top of the stairs, which is so funny because your imagination makes you feel like oh, and then you cut to like someone turning from the stairs, right. and they're like a week later, different you know, different sound stage. <laughs> right. The amount of times I went up the 
fake stairwell in the Waldorf house. Like it was like, if you started a scene where you had to come down those steps, you had to start on that little landing and <laughs> keep walking up there into nowhere. That's was, so funny. It's just fun to see those things. I have such a visceral memory of the set. Like when I see those, I, you know, images, I'm like, I can remember what it feels like. It smells like, you know, do you have that feeling yeah. when you watch? Yeah. So wild. And like you, I remember at the top of the Blair's stairs or in the Waldorf, like, yeah, I guess Blair's place. Yeah. Um, you, you'd have to like kind of lean so the camera wouldn't catch you if it was a wide yes. shot. You'd have to like lean, but then, and then the scene starts and it makes it seem like you were just coming from, from Blair's room when it, yeah, really <laughs> you were just jammed in a corner trying not to be seen. Yeah. So funny. Oh, it's so wild. And then they went out of, yeah, they went to real places in this episode, like the scene that you're talking about with um, Gabriel and when he actually meets Serena um, for the. Yeah. W- where was that? It's funny because the exterior was, they were saying it was at the palace, but I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that was the Plaza Hotel, like the, okay. um, the restaurant in the Plaza Hotel. Yep. Okay. Because it the looked o- familiar the, to what me. What is called I the Oak not. Room? Okay. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's you are what right. It was. Yeah. Because I've been there, you know, several times as, in, as a New Yorker and I'm, I was like, I think that's it. So they had a little mashup there of iconic spots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that was supposed to be the palace and they had that crazy sort of face off there. And I actually, I believed him. I kind of believed him about the fact that he had feelings like that. He, he seemed like a little bit more of a um, sympathetic character to me in that moment, like that he was troubled and he went down a, a, a bad road, but that, you know, somewhere under there, his heart was in the right place. Maybe. I don't know. What did, did, did you buy it yeah, at all? Or no, not? I kind of, I agree with you because I'm also thinking there's a lot of shit going on. So why is he showing up if that isn't the case? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. between taking the money, if it is poppy, you know what I mean? So right. otherwise, if you are this bad dude that did all this stuff, like, well, why are you showing up? I mean, I guess, I guess you have to because she said she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, he could just totally ghost her. And yeah. Yeah. So it felt to me like the fact that he got himself into the scheme, also the way he was describing it, that he was like made some bad investments and they owed some people. It's like, you know, I guess people get themselves into a, uh, you know, in a, into a corner sometimes when they're trying to gamble with too much, <laughs> too much money and power. So maybe, you know, I started to feel a little bit for him, but you know, then again, he did steal poor Rufus's money. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then how about when Lily is like trying to pay everyone back? Like, how did yeah. you feel about that whole situation? Because when Rufus kind of was like, well, that's embarrassing. I I understand where he's coming from. But also I'm like, that's really, really nice of her to be doing that because everyone's adults and made their own decisions to do that. So for her to like take it on, try to right. cover. But then I guess maybe she feels the responsibility because Serena kind of was the one the, to make the introductions and, you know. To vouch, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a weird thing with that Lily plotline because she, I guess we, the reason that it kind of turned Rufus off in the end to the degree at which he didn't propose is that she was kind of putting appearances before integrity or something that she didn't want. She wanted to like hush hush the whole Poppy situation because she didn't want Serena to be embarrassed or to kind of uh, yeah, be Rufus held accountable. Like, you sound like your mother. Yeah. So I think that fundamentally, even though it seemed like both kind of kind that she would like want to take care of the issue, it's like she was sweeping it under the rug, which maybe was like an Upper East Society kind of like, you know, appearances first kind of thing to do. Because I didn't, I couldn't quite understand what her point was at first. I was like, 
why do you want to let Poppy get away with it? But yeah. I think uh, it was a little... Like when either. Poppy's at the penthouse, I was like, what is happening? Right. Why was Poppy... Yeah. Why was she like, what are- Poppy? <laughs> yeah. That was a little wild. I feel like this episode, they had a lot of ground to cover in terms of big financial issues and Right. Involving law enforcement that were like a little pushed, but I feel like because of, we're so invested in the characters that were, if you don't think about it too hard, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we're like yeah. literally <laughs> taking a magnifying glass, breaking it down. <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. How about like this new plan and Georgina's now Sherilyn Phillips? Yeah, and I love that. Out. I feel like that's a classic Gossip Girl to me, which is like Blair having to like bite the bullet. Come up with a name. Yeah, it's come up. And it's the fact that. <laughs> Yeah, and that ski that thing was so funny, and that character was great. And the scene at the Russian Tea Room was, I, th- I thought, uh, fantastically played by Michelle oh because uh, it was a great combo of like the new, you know, pure and angelic <laughs> Georgina. But you can see yep. all the underpinnings of the scheming one that we know and love. So it was a great combo, I thought. Yeah, and that going on at the table, I thought was really fantastic. And then when you had Chuck and Blair. Oh man! And then there she is, vulnerable again, and that was the scene. Yeah, and they—that too. I'm like, I don't even know what I want right now. Like, do I want you to kiss her? Do I want you to tell her I love love her? Or do I want her to go run to Nate? Like, they had me all over the place at that moment because I'm like, oh my god! But these two again, and when you see Blair and the, you know, then she's getting emotional and she's vulnerable. Then, oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah was... Me too. Because I was like, when they, because it, so it was preceded by the fact that they all basically they go to Russian tea room to like enact the plan in which Georgina right. is going to catch Poppy on tape, you know, extorting money or, uh, I guess, doing fraud, quote unquote. Um, right. As they're heading there, it's like we have that moment with um, Nate and Chuck when they once again have like everything kind of comes to a head and they're like, Nate's like, you know, dude, like let her go if you're going to let her go or just, or just be honest. And like that kind of, when he was presenting, presenting it in that way, I was, I really didn't know where I, like where my allegiances were like as a viewer. Um, yeah. It's very complicated because totally. on the one hand, I don't want Nate to get his heart broken and like, there's nothing wrong with that relationship. And then on the other hand, this to see Chuck give it up in that moment. Oh, yeah. And then when he goes and Serena asks him, why did you just do that? Like, let her go to, yeah. to Chuck. And he says, because I love her. Isn't it something right. along those lines? Yeah, I think it's because I, I love her. I was just like, done. I'm like, damn it, Chuck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was like the sweetest, nicest thing ever. <laughs> I think it's probably the first time anybody said anything like that in the show, yeah. really, too. And, you know, he, the scene between the two of them is played so beautifully. And I, I was really marveling. I was like, you know, this is like, I feel like we have all of this television that we watch now, you know, that's been so many years since the show was originally on, where we have, you know, hour long episodes on and we just make 10 in a season and it's the acting and, and production values are so high and cinematic, like, you know, all these fantastic shows now and people winning awards for all these performances. And this show that was on the CW that many years ago has these moments that are as beautifully played. Like that scene between the two of them, I thought was just an extraordinary, um, you know, feat. And I feel like that's the, those are the moments where you see the tremendous work that like Leighton is doing. And yeah, Ed is doing. I mean, it's like, wow, the vulnerability and the just sort of clarity of like how much they really mean to each other and how right that thing is. And then they can't get there. It's heartbreaking. I know. My God. Wow. It really, <laughs> it really is. But I'll tell you what, we're not even to season three yet. So I can only imagine I know, I know. It's what crazy. happens with them. But um, okay. So at this Russian tea room, Mm-hmm. We got what's her name, Sherilyn. <laughs> we got Sherilyn yeah, with Sherilyn, Poppy. Yes. And the cops come, and their whole plan is to have Poppy arrested. Yeah. So I guess they think yeah, once they get her on tape, that the cops will take her away. And they have it the proof. <laughs> but here's my thing: <laughs> I, I, I'm still kind of like Lily having Serena arrested. Right. That's a, a lot. Well, because it's contradicting. I feel like to what her whole thing was. Right. She doesn't want to cause a scandal. So she gets her, you know, beautiful, popular Upper East Side daughter arrested. Like that's not going to get noticed. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. what are you, what? <laughs> yeah. She's teaching her a lesson, but it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. And the whole thing with this like fraud going on with Gabriel and Poppy, like that's really not Serena's fault. I mean, right. Serena didn't know that they were doing all this and they, they clearly were very good at it. I mean, they, he, did he walk away with a half a million dollars? I mean, that's not, that's very hard to like, yeah, to pull get off. that much money from a bunch of people who are very smart and well off and invest right. right. And yeah. And Lily, like Lily says, it's like an adult problem or something. She says something to that effect to Serena. Um, and it is, it's like a, a federal crime, right? <laughs> Defraud right. people of their money in, uh, in a Ponzi scheme. Uh, so yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> it's a little over their pay grade in a way. How about when she's getting arrested and Blair and is it Blair and Nate? Yeah. Blair's outside. She's like, no, but you have the wrong girl. Like, 
<laughs> it was like I I like got like chills down my whole body when she did that. I like really felt the whole like that going down. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like oh my god. Oh yeah, and she comes out and she's like they're all ready for Poppy to go and get arrested, and then it's yeah, and it's actually like such a. <laughs> extreme scene and it's the russian serena like when that happens Susanna, i'm like what is going on serena's getting up because that like was the last thing if you would have given me 10 choices to pick what's going to happen in five minutes that would not have been one of them right and then the fact that like that was like when uh when lily finds out i guess dan spills it to her and lily finds out that she's at the russian tea room that that's (laughs) that's where she goes with it immediately it's amazing (laughs) calling the police and and also the fact that it's like she stole the bracelet. Wow. And then the way the, the a policeman like takes the bracelet off of her, <laughs> puts it in that envelope. Oh my God. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. It was a beautiful, yeah. beautiful bracelet. Right. And all this going yeah. down at the Russian tea room too, which is so funny. And I was just there not too long ago. Um, I've I never been. A, is it cool? Yeah. It's like written by Carnegie Hall. And I went to see a comedy show at Carnegie Hall and I went there uh, for dinner before. And it is, it's like a classic you know, New York spot. And I think, yeah. um, it, yeah, I think I'm, that that's where they were. They were like really on location there and they were eating yeah. all the right stuff too. Cause you always go there, you got to get the caviar and, you know, so it was a legit Russian tea room experience. And in fact, I went there when I was a, probably in middle school or something. One of my first trips to New York ever, we, we ate there and it was, so to me, it's always been tied up with my you know, love of the city. So it was fun to see that and to see them go there. Oh my God. So fun. It's a trip too, like when you live in a city and you see, especially New York, because it's just in so many films and television shows and stuff. It's like such a trip to see it. Like, like I was telling you, I think the last episode they they filmed a lot like downtown. So I've yeah, a like, lot of like my spots place. or places. Yeah. yeah. And it just it brings all these like nostalgic like feelings up, you know? Oh, definitely. And you know, this one too, because of all the um location shooting, I always like to watch you know, the really detailed stuff in the, on the street. And this was a great example because, because the Russian tea room is in Midtown. So it's like, they can't shut down the whole street. Um, so if you notice, like it's, you have to look pretty close, but in those scenes when they're outside, the actors, the background actors who are nearby are of course extras who are doing their job, but across the street, you can see tourists like staring. Oh my pointing. God, looking? <laughs> I yeah. saw that. And yeah. I was and like, it's, it's funny because like, of course they can't get both sides of, because that's like, I mean, that's too much traffic. That would be, I don't know how much money they'd have yeah. to pay to oh shut God, down. Oh my God, it's so funny you bring yeah. that up. There was a moment where I'm like, are those people looking in the camera? <laughs> or yeah, like, yeah, they're wearing like windbreakers and they're like pointing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, those are just tourists who are like happening to be in the Gossip Girl today. <laughs> oh my gosh. How wild. Hey, fun. there was a C, do you um watch Curb, Your Enthusiasm? Yes. Okay, so don't quote me on this because I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly how this went down, but I think some someone was accused of something like going to jail and they went to court or trial something along those lines. I should mm-hmm. I should look it up so that I can be a little bit more accurate. But he the guy was saying he was innocent and he's like I'm telling you I was at the Dodger game, they were filming a show. Yes. So they went and looked the show. The show was Curb Your Enthusiasm. And then he was in the scene. He happened yes, to be yes. just at the Dodger game and he got off. Whatever he was being accused of, he got off. And I thought that was like. I remember that. Yeah. It was like the the, the TV defense. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. So maybe, maybe one of those people outside of the Russian tea room is 
accused of a crime. And, this, yep, and, and they're going to get off for them. because they were definitely in the back of the scene. I thought That's that was really crazy. Funny. And I don't know what the crime was. I don't know who the guy was. I don't know how old. I just remember this was years yeah, ago. Yeah, because they had, I remember what you're talking about because this scene was like, there was like Larry David was getting in a fight at the at the game. And <laughs> Larry David. Was like, yeah. <laughs> so good. Too good. Uh, you think Larry David watched Gossip Girl? You know what? I auditioned for Curb Your Enthusiasm once um, and I had to improvise with him in the audition. Oh, and he amazing. told me, I went in, I was so nervous. I was freaking out. And I was like, oh, I'm such I'm a like fan. I'm like nervous for you to yeah. even tell me this story right now. I'm obsessed I know. with him. <laughs> well, I was like, I'm such a fan of yours. And he goes, well, you're you're really upping my cool factor because my daughters are so crazy about Gossip Girl. So I, well, the fact Larry. that, <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, put me on the show. And then I, of course I didn't get the part, but, uh, <laughs> but well, at least I had my experience with stuff them. going on. Right, right, right. Yeah, this was, uh, you know, a long time ago when we were shooting, you know, it was closer to Gossip Girl days. But so at least he knew, he might have not seen it, but his daughters have, (laughs) (laughs) his family. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I love Curb. Um, Okay, anyways, now we're back to the Russian tea room. Yes. And Serena gets arrested. Everyone's freaking out on this because it's, again, no one saw that happening. Um. How did you feel about the about Rufus calling off the proposal? And like, do you think it's because it's just kind of everything coming down at once? It's the it's the money thing that she was doing, even though she was really doing it to help him. Her putting her daughter in jail, like, was he just like, okay, this is just too much right now? I think it was. Yeah, I think it started with the kind of feeling of you know losing his power because realizing that she was helping him financially and that he's not in a position to you know financial security that she is. And then I, I feel like that was the first straw. And then it kept growing because of her take on the Serena thing. I think it was just too much for him. But then he got, you know, he was like really visually, like visibly disturbed by it to a degree that was concerning to me because I was like, it's like, I almost saw the way he, he viewed Lily change like 180 in that one moment. And I like, I didn't like it. I was like, no, no, make up, make up. <laughs> right. The way he, when it came home and that returned the ring and like stalked off. It's like all that bright, um, you know, happiness that he started the episode with was just like shot. Yeah. That was crazy. It really was. And it's also just like, just that whole dynamic. I'm just constantly like, (laughs) Oh, I know. I don't know. I'm like every other episode. I'm like, do it. Don't do it. Get together. Don't get together. And then I I don't know where I really stand on that either. Yeah. (laughs) I don't either. And, and for some reason too, I kind of really like Serena and Dan together. Yeah, I can like see that. Like more and more, I can't, I couldn't stand her with Gabriel, the the play, like the director of the play. I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. I, I just, there's some sort of fit with her and Dan, which is kind of funny because I also really like, feel like Vanessa and Dan really are like good together. But yeah, I have a good energy. Yeah, I feel like I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather have see kind of Serena, Serena. and Dan, I guess, than Lily and Rufus. Like I'd be more invested in that, but um it's just, I don't like to see people disappointed. And so this yeah. episode had a lot of disappointment in it. And it's like heartbreaking um, to me. That's the one thing that gets me. I'm always like, no, he, he had the whole table set with the short ribs and the scallops. The lilies? <laughs> and the lilies. Is that all the lilies too? Yes. <laughs> oh, I loved when there was flowers on sex. I'd be like, can I take oh, 10 man. of these home? <laughs> the best. And have them all over my apartment. <laughs> that show had to have the most flowers of any show, I think, ever filmed in New York yeah. City. Yeah, but I think that... Um, yeah, that whole scene with them. Uh, oh, and it was funny too because his his setting up the proposal was so sweet, and Jenny distracting 
Lily with Lily. the story of uh, um, <laughs> the uh, Twilight. vampire Twilight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and it yeah, was funny because Lily was like, please huge. stop talking about Twilight. But it was, yeah, it really <laughs> takes you back in time. And you're like, yes, this was the cultural context of the show. Yeah. And that was like the beginning of the vampire thing. Then remember every other, everyone wanted to do vampire stuff. Oh, there was so much vampire stuff. Then. Shows and movies. Yeah, it was. But wasn't that like the beginning? Wasn't it Twilight, I feel like? Yeah, I feel like Twilight was the, um, well, there was like True Blood on HBO. Oh, yeah. But okay. Was, like, but, but that was more like, it was like a different target audience. But Twilight yeah. was like, really took the world by storm, certainly. It's, it did, um, for sure. But I love the fact that Jenny was like into Twilight. It was kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> it is because I don't, I feel like Taylor, Taylor wouldn't be into it. Right. I, would, I wouldn't guess. I wouldn't guess. Yeah. So, I wouldn't but guess you never that. know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. But that, and you know, when he found, when he found that um, folder, when he was getting ready to, for the proposal, yeah. he found the folder with all of the, the list of the investors that she was paying back. And then it said on there that he had spent $40,000 cause I, you know, that's it said the amount that all the investors invested. And I thought, wow, that's def- definitely a different generation because like that was going to pay for all of Yale. I feel like Yale's probably like way more than that now. Oh my God. And, um, yeah. You know, so the fact that that was, it was like so much TMI of like his personal information, even for the audience to see, you know, the fact that we got to see like actually what was like a lot of money for Rufus was, um, I, I feel like he was, you know, he's just so vulnerable in this whole storyline as he was last episode and as he is now it's like when it comes to like not being able to like give your kids everything that you want to give them and you're surrounded by all this wealth it's like you know he's really in this um vulnerable position I think in these episodes and I really feel for him and like makes me love him even more (laughs) yeah I I I totally agree poor guy and it's like I also feel like too because he's so he's kind of plugged into that world in the sense of like his whole relationship with Lily which is yes also crazy because he's so not that you know what yes. I mean so he's like trying to make this all work for Dan and money and this and that but do the right thing but yet he's like wanting to propose to like the woman of the Upper East Side like Lily is the Upper East Side yeah the woman who has been proposed to four times from <laughs> what is what is uh, Connor say from uh, airplanes I and- can't remember but <laughs> Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. By the way, they were like very epic things. I'm like, oh god, Rufus, what are you gonna do? Yeah, he was awfully cute in this episode too. In that scene with Rufus, um, you know, I really liked working with him on set so much. He was always such a um, ray of sunshine, you know. And he Connor, have, he really yeah. was super, super bright. Yeah. yeah, intelligent. Such a fun and a fun spirit, intelligent guy. And he was young and, and just very worldly, and you know, easy yeah, to talk very to. Talented, really yep. cool guy seen him in a while. I know. I actually just yesterday text. I like, pa- it was probably because I was watching this episode. I'm like, I'm just thinking about you. And he's like, are you in LA? He's just super sweet. He's, That's and so I always great. felt like he was wise beyond his years. Like, oh yes. Way older, felt older than he was, but like, definitely. Yeah. And just a very good person to have conversations with just because he had very knowledgeable and interesting things to say, which I find really fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you get a lot of time to have those, those chats on set. It's nice to have. Sure do. Fun convos. I mean, you really get to being on set. You get, you find out so much about each other without even trying. You know right. what I mean? Just because you just. It's inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> you spend a lot of time together. <laughs> That's why I'm just happy that we, we really, everyone really did enjoy each other. Cause I can't, I've heard stories where people on set, like 
I'm like, that would be brutal to be on set for 17 hours and like not get along with someone. Yeah. Well, what would you do? Who would you talk to if you didn't have friends? Yeah. That's know. Like, you know, cause it's, it's just nice to spend that, that time, you know, rather than always running back to your room and just like sleeping yeah. all day or just being in a iPhone, <laughs> iPhone vortex. Yeah. It's like <laughs> nice to be able to like make some conversation and have some, you know, then it has a good vibe. Yeah. And I do think some too, that sometimes like shows and scenes and when you watch stuff, there's like chemistry that I think kind of bleeds into the work sometimes from relationships like that. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like my, I feel like Dorota wouldn't even be a character if it wasn't for like my friendship with Leighton because she made me feel so comfortable. And I feel like our, whatever comedic energy we had was developed, you know, partially off screen, you know, because we had just a good relationship. And so I feel like you can see it in the characterizations, you know, so I think that's true across the board. Definitely. Yeah. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At the very end of this, so Serena's in jail. We find out that Rufus decides not to do the proposal. Blair leaves crying. You can tell Chuck's hurt by it, but he does feel like he was, I think, doing the right thing because he loves her. Or right. That's what he tells Serena. Sure. Um, we have Sherilyn, who now in the backseat of this car, Georgina, when she says, when she's on the phone with Blair... And yes. she says, you can tell Jesus that the bitch is back. My, I literally was like, whoa, girl. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. So I feel like she really tried to go straight or go, you know, go holy high roller or whatever. And then 
but it, she just couldn't get there because the minute she was, she got got a taste of that Upper East Side drama, she I got sucked back in. I guess. Oh my right? god, her voice changed. She put <laughs> yes. on those glasses. I'm like, okay, Georgina, slow down. You're freaking scaring me, you psycho. It's like what you said before. <laughs> She's like literally playing two characters. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, and that line, I guess, is very iconic in Gossip Girl world, right? So it's like, I guess, yeah, people remember that line as as the sort of Georgina thing. Well, how she committed to saying that and did it, I literally got my, I like, I was like, woof, my like hair stood up. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, how about this? You know how we always had different directors, right? Watching now, I'm thinking like. Each episode has a special, like it, the vibes all good and the music and, the, and everything's like flowing, obviously. Right. But I'm like, that had to be kind of difficult. Think about it. All of a sudden yeah. you come on and, and Georgina's back and it's a new director or, you know, hasn't been there for five, six episodes. That That's like, that's difficult, I feel like. Oh, definitely. Very challenging. Yeah, because the show has such a feel to it. So like now right. know, as, as I'm rewatching it, I can really, you know, I think it's part of what's so pleasurable about it. It has this like, really a style, you know, that's so recognizable. And so I feel like every director that came in, they had to like get up to speed on that style real quick. And I guess it's the job of the producers and showrunners to like really do the, to kind of keep the integrity of the feeling and kind of communicate it. And then you have these directors who come in and put their own spin on it. And yeah, the continuity or the consistency of it, I guess is, it's kind of mind blowing when you watch it, you know, you step back and take a look at it. And, and, and yeah. again, as actors, it's like, I guess over time you're developing these roles and getting familiar with them. But then that world around you is so specific and it, it kind of has to be right. And they, they keep getting it exactly right, which is, you know, beautiful and so satisfying when you watch it. But it is, it's like kind of, kind of a feat. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm very impressed. I, I, like now watching it all together and everything and like, wow, I, I don't think most people would know that it was several different directors. Oh, right. Yeah, I feel like people don't don't think of that. And in this one, I think we had so many different people over the seasons. And yeah. and a lot of times the directors would, you know, they would do more than one or come back. But still, we had a lot of a lot of new faces and yeah, and every time it was a new um new energy on set. I guess that's like if you're doing 22 episodes, it's like nice to have a, a like a new leadership almost, you know, every couple of weeks kind of come in and fresh feeling. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, some of our directors were so cool. Like I remember we had some, a lot of people who were actors who also were directors, yeah. like Tate Donovan was one that I always really, really liked. Um, Andrew McCarthy did a bunch of episodes. Yes. And, yeah. And so uh, you have like, that's cool. Cause then you see how differently directors who are actors direct, you know, <laughs> I thought that was always really interesting to me. Yeah. Some were like very actor, an actor's director. Some were very technical. Some were. Yeah. Do you have any interest in directing? Are you are you like one of those actors who has like an eye I, on that? I think it would be super super fun. I, I'm I, I think I would like to. It's not something I'm like going after right now. But right, I, you know what? Sitting down and watching something that I was a part of, knowing the setups and things like that, is is like is giving me a very different feel for all of that. Even as like yeah. a producer, and you know, yeah, um, yeah, it's. It's really rad and cool, but it also just blows my mind. Like, it's really crazy that like we were a part of a show that just touched so many people because there's just so much shit. And, yeah. and I mean, great shit that goes into it. Like 
literally from from Josh and Stephanie getting the rights to the books to going to CW instead of Fox or whatever it would right. be. You know what I mean? Because it would have been a different show on another network. So it's like yeah. the way the chips all fell to make the show successful the way it did or the way people responded yeah. is literally fascinating. Yeah, it's like lightning in a bottle. Right. It's like yeah. amazing. And, and I feel like they are really good at, at it, obviously, because they have more than one hit show as a, as a creative uh, duo, Josh and Stephanie, you know, and so it's like this idea of being so lucky to be a part of it. It's like, I didn't even realize, I just felt lucky to be around the people and just making that work at the time. I didn't even realize how lucky I was that the show kept going, that it was getting picked up, that all that stuff was in, in order. You know, it's like, it's so unusual. It's crazy. And and two, it's like also the trust that like the network and Josh and Stephanie and casting had in in the different departments and the and the actors right. and stuff. Like even even your audition story and what you did with Dorota and going from no lines in sixty-five to an right. accent <laughs> and, and being a huge part of Blair's story and her whole thing. Like there's no Blair without Dorota. And and that's like really crazy because that's something in what you've said a bunch of times, and I agree with you, and so many people have, is like Josh and Stephanie just really knowing how to make a good show because yeah. them trusting that and you and your audition, really, it, it's night, you know what I mean? Night and day of what you did with her from what, what even the character breakdown was. And that's like really fascinating to me. And I'm only bringing this all up because I'm like watching that episode and like, <laughs> yeah, from the extras and everything, I'm just like, the fact that they optioned a book and we're able to just put the whole puzzle together and, and people responded and liked it the way they did is, is epic. Yeah. And I think part of it too, is being smart enough or being creative enough to let the show then kind of breathe on its own. So like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like they put all the good pieces in place. And like you said, they have to then trust those actors and trust the writers that they hired to like, let the show kind of live and grow. And it's like yeah. over these seasons, of course, the show went away from what the, was in the books. And then, you know, like this, this these couple episodes that we've been talking about and you know across all the six seasons it's like you have all these guest stars that come in and you know these stories are kind of just like coming you know just being born out of the writer's room and and out of performances that the actors are giving and you have to be able to like let the show like live and evolve and change and you have to have like the guts to let it do that and then this show like really went on that journey and it like never to me, to my mind, it never really like jumped the shark or went crazy, <laughs> you know, which is also right. um, hard to achieve because a lot of like much beloved shows end up doing like wacky stuff. And here, even though some big crazy plot things happen, it's like built into the DNA of the show and it always works. Like even here where you have like police arresting Serena, it's still, it still works. It's still like totally <laughs> watchable. And like her head, her, um, her mug shots at the end of the episode oh my <laughs> like, God. was so dramatic. And, and it was like, but I was like, yeah, totally. I buy it. I'm like, that's the mug totally. shots at the 55th precinct, <laughs> you know? It's just a testament to all the actors on it. Like when Lily does arrest her, as much as I wanted to be like, what are you doing, Lily? I was still not that mad at Lily. Yeah. Yeah. You're still <laughs> you just ready I mean? to go for, yeah, go for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Just because yeah. I, and that's probably in, in the way that the different, colors and stuff that she gives Lily that yes. Kelly gives Lily because if that's played a certain way you you're mad at that character you know right. what I mean or you're like screw you Kelly like what are you or not Kelly sorry uh, screw yeah. you Lily like what are you doing like don't do that to your daughter 
You know what I mean? But she, yeah. the, the way she plays her, it's like Frank from Sh- Shameless. Yes, you end up kind of loving him. Right. You do because of the way he, but he. this is an alcoholic dad who's not a great father, who's like, can't hold a job, is like an alcoholic. Like, I mean, when you write down everything that he is, you're like, okay, you're like not a great person. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, but it's like playing it multifaceted and it's like real. Yeah, and how... William H. Macy plays him, he gives him such a likable vibe to him yes. that you you like him the whole time. My sister and I would always laugh about it. I'm like, on paper, he's like an asshole and a shitty dad. Yeah, horrible. And like, horrible. <laughs> right. But we're like, he, we're like dying laughing at him. We're still rooting for him. Yeah, you root I'm for not him. comparing. Wow. I shouldn't. That was like a weird comparison because Lily and Frank from Shameless are not similar. <laughs> they're kind of one opposite ends of the spectrum. But no, but similarly, it's like they're both, it's like kind of the bad stuff about him is like, you know, like with Lily, it's like she's like a mom. And so like the, the mom stuff where you're like, um, it's not, she's not just playing the mom on the show. She's playing a fully fasted human being who has her own, you know, um, her own heart and her own weaknesses. And so then because of that, you end up getting her and like empathizing with her. And even when she does like whacked out stuff, it's like, you're still like on board for it. Totally. That's what I'm saying. And it's just, she's such a good actress that I'm mm-hmm. like, that's what I was saying. Cause William H. Macy so amazing that that's, <laughs> I was going there. Not that they're. Yeah, no, I totally get it. It's like actually weirdly, <laughs> it's like good actors and they come pop up in your head and <laughs> yeah. um, you know, yeah, it's uh, yeah. And it's funny. Cause like they were both, but both those shows, I mean, they're so different, but at the same time, they're both like explorations of a really extreme, like setting, you know, so it's like yeah, Upper East Side totally. is almost as crazy as South Side Chicago. <laughs> like a lot of dysfunction going on. Yeah, in its own way. <laughs> right, right, right. It's so funny. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you, um, do you want to do the Gossip Girl quote? Oh, I guess so. <laughs> it's like a real challenge because it's, it's got such its own vibe. <laughs> it does. And you know, too, like um, watching there, it's always like really spread out. Like I'll read the thing and I'm like, okay, it's a paragraph, but like watching the show, it's it'll go on for like seven minutes. Yeah, because they have like different like images. That, yes, and like <laughs> some music. <laughs> I always like to imagine um, Kristen Bell, like how she's like, what is going on in this episode? <laughs> I know um, for sure. Um. <laughs> it's wild, but you know it yeah. has that. It's so comforting. I feel like the start, the music, the beginning, the intro, yes. and her voice. It's like comforting TV. <laughs> um, so they. The quote on this particular episode goes as follows. Um, oh, no, we warned you no good would come from spinning a wicked web. You just get all tangled up in your own lies. And the more you twist, the tighter the trap until you're locked in a prison of your own making. Smile for the camera, S. <laughs> XOXO. Gossip girl. Oh, <laughs> I love it. So wait, does, is, is she still in jail? I think. She's still in jail at the end, and they have that really great sequence where you see uh, Chuck and Nate both trying to pull strings. You know, uh, they're on the front steps, and they're, like, making phone calls, like, rolling calls. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think that we'll have to see her, you know, I guess Lily will have to come bail her out or get her out or drop the charges or whatever. I mean, we yeah. move on from there. <laughs> and I am, like, very curious to see what is happening with Georgina. Yeah. And what she, but you know what I should, things are going to start clicking for me because I know that I have some stuff coming up with her or is it season three? I don't even know, but 
I'm like, something is telling me that she had something to do with Gabriel, but then I'm like, there's just no way because she, she could have never. Right. I don't know. Unless, unless Chuck's in on it too, for some reason, but I, I can't see Chuck going behind Blair's back to like team up with Georgina, but I, I something's going down soon and, and I'm nervous about it. Yeah, no, Georgina's <laughs> definitely, I mean, as she says, the bitch is back. <laughs> Yeah. What does she say again? The uh, the bitch is back. What does she say? Um, oh, uh, you uh, can tell uh, Jesus. Yes, <laughs> that the yeah. bitch is back. That's it. Ooh. Yeah. No, I'm I'm curious to see what will happen with her and the um, also the fact that it's so close to the finale. It's that's also really interesting. Like, what will? How will the season end? I have no idea. No memory of it. <laughs> I don't either. Oh God, I'm nervous. Um, all right. Well, thank, thanks everyone for tuning in again. And Susanna, this is just so fun with you. Thank you so much. Wow. I, I just don't know if I can get over Lily putting her own daughter in jail. This season is just ramping up the drama, you guys. Yet, uh, yeah, I don't even know what else, like what else can go down? <laughs> I'll be back again next week rewatching the extra special time travel episode, Valley Girls. So see you there. Until next time, XOXO. XOXO is produced by Propagate Content and me, Jessica Zor. Our show is executive produced by Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tepia, Kristen Vermilia, Emily Carr, and Hannah Harris. Original music by Moxie and Loon. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.